I'll go to cool.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. With me, Jake. And me, Riff. <laughs> me, Hot Stuff. You love it. I don't know why, it's just, it just, I get a twinge now every time. <laughs> it's, I mean, it might be Thursday night. Yeah, but when... it's, it's just not. It's because you released the show tonight. It's the Thursday night show. It, well, it used to be. <laughs> it always has been. Look, you're a guy that claims that salsa is good without chips, so I, I don't sometimes. know why we should listen to you Depends about on the anything. Salsa. So if the salsa is like chili, then sure. Yeah. If the salsa is a submarine sandwich, then sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what if the salsa is a dance? Yeah. Then you don't need chips for that. Don't? Unless you're dancing on the highway, in which case you'll get arrested by them. The policeman's ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pl- yeah. There we go. Please. California policemen don't have balls. <laughs> oh. Man, did you see that uh did you see that Joe Arpaio's uh replacement shut down Tent City? No. Nice. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he was like things done. This was dumb the whole time. He's like conditions <clears throat> are not nearly as bad there as people liked to say that they were, but it was just an idiotic waste of money. Really? It was yeah, it was running at like one eighth capacity all the time and people like like Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It was a mess. A lot of people chose to be there instead of in jails. Really? Like, yeah, people who were on work furlough and stuff. Like, yeah, it was It was really... And I would like, known some people who'd gone to it for DUIs, mostly. And they were like, yeah, it's fine. It's just, you know, you're, you're outside. It's probably a little rough in the dead middle of the summer. But, like, anyway, huh. yeah, they just shut it down. So the lesson is don't get drunk in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't okay. get a DUI in the summer. Um but it sucks because the when it's hot in the summer, that's when you want to drink the most ice-cold, refreshing beer. <laughs> but beer doesn't make you drunk. That's true. That's true, but it also doesn't hydrate you. Right. Yeah. Caffeinated beer is what you need. Right. <laughs> yeah, some of that Four loco. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that actually caffeinated beer? It was, it was like a energy liquor. Dr- yeah, yeah, it was like energy drink malt liquor. Gross. Yeah. I imagine it tasted real foul. Yeah, yeah. I bet it was did. Was it full of taurine? And- yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they put that stuff in it that you, they put into energy drinks to make it taste like nasty ass medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it's taurine, right? That's like derived from the the rear end of a bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like those beaver glands that they harvest for the raspberry blue, flavor. Blue yeah. yeah. Bulls have one of those things in their butts <laughs> that tastes like blue shitty chemical bubblegum. Yeah. Because bla- black raspberry, <laughs> is that even a thing? Red raspberry? Because blue raspberries aren't even really a thing, right? It's just red red raspberry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Blue raspberry is like a is a common popular artificial flavor. Okay. What, why is it because they can't make ras- red raspberry because it kills too many beavers? <laughs> I imagined they wanted to do that flavor but not have it be indistinguishable color-wise from, you know, cherry or mm. strawberry. I figured it was probably the other way around and they were just looking for a flavor they could make <clears throat> blue and that mm. makes well, sense. Well, yeah, could be. Because there, there raspberries weren't are not any options blue. for blue candy otherwise. Well, because there's no blue fruit, right? Yeah. Is that the problem? Well, there's blueberries. Blueberries, Even. except they're sort of purple on the outside and yeah, green on the inside. Yeah. Green on the inside. What? For what riff? What have you? Mm. Wait, are I, you? I'm, yeah, I mean, have you never eaten? Are you, bitten the? Have you been eating blappleberries, which are those blueberries <laughs> that have been injected with artificial green green apple flavoring? <laughs> if I see if I see a box of blappleberries anywhere, I'm buying it. That sounds great. <laughs> I said blappleberries so as apple, blapple. Oh. But, but yeah, that's no, good. Uh, do you guys want to answer some questions from Kingdom of Loathing podcast listeners, or do you want to talk a minute first about Just whatever? Just ad nauseum. Yeah, I mean, we, we released an item of the month. Yeah. yeah. It, was it was like the item of six months. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Billions of planets. It was billions. It was. Each one handcrafted. Significantly zero Makes of sense. them were handcrafted. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm. So that's a spoiler. Yeah. But people, people are asking. I mean, I was going to answer questions okay. about this anyway. Yeah, like I wish that we had had more time to devote to this because I think that it's it's one of those things where there was a lot more that we could have done with the idea. Here's a question. <clears throat> Do we really fully understand the algorithm? Is it possible that maybe it's made some rainbow worlds? 
Uh, yeah, it could have done anything okay. really because we don't really understand. It's it, the machines are in charge. I yeah, I do kind of wish that I had allowed more things to be created randomly. You know, like because there's nothing. Every like thing that can be in the, in the zone is just either there or not, depending on the oh. the well, there's, the generation algorithms, right? Yeah, okay. There's not really there's not really any room for things to interact with each other meaningfully. Like they don't the, the different things that are there that are there don't have any effect on the other things the that are don't there. Expanse. Yeah, there's not there's not like things that can occur if there's certain combinations of things. Well, that's not entirely true. I guess there's the there's like the less there is on a planet, the more of the sort of weird barren rock gathering encounters you get. But but yeah, I don't I I like it and I think it's a good item of the month, but it's like a thing where I can see that it has so much more potential than mm. we were able to realize in a way that I can't always sure. like gingerbread city felt like we got about the right amount of stuff into it. This feels like there should, there should have been more like this could have just been not an item of the month. And then it could have been a thing that we could just arbitrarily add more add content, content to forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still could, right? Cause it has, not, uh, it has, it has day passes, doesn't it? So it'll always, no, it's, it's not that it's that like, it's the no man's sky problem where you can't really change anything yeah. without changing everything now yeah. because it's, and people have found like people find I, planets that they like now and they want to like yep. be able to revisit. And if we, if we alter anything, it will change uh, well, everything. Kid, could you not, we could add an eighth coordinate, right? Like we could just well, right, I, and then that could could you not add in like a a hard coded special planet to a specific word? It's, that's probably possible, but if somebody's already visited it, then it would then it won't. Yeah, actually, that'd be a surprise the, for them. The um, yeah. the adding an eighth coordinate, it would have to be an optional coordinate or or some some kind of modifier that you put on there. But also, we could uh. We could Just put a second space gate. Add letters. <laughs> I mean numbers. Oh, you mean we could add like double Q. <laughs> Just a double double Q and um <laughs> Fieve and Blee <laughs> Blabble. A new vowel. Uh. <laughs> um yeah, I yeah, I think I think it's I think it's good. It's it's sad. I it, it makes me a little sad that like people really want there to be things like bespoke things hidden in places and that we didn't yep. do any of that and that, you know, I can I can understand that being disappointing. It, um, it, yeah, and the fact that like that was the first thing people started looking for is like, oh, well, clearly that's it, whoops, that should have been our yeah, should have been number one. I mean, and Jamelli told us that, you know, and I mean, I think we also kind of innately knew it's just that this thing, it's I, like I think that like I keep saying here, the thing about it is that this is a thing that hints at a scope greater than what the scope of an well, item of the month is is going to be. And like it, it recaptures that feeling when No Man's Sky came out of just utter disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like we, we really nailed that one. Trima says, how did the whole 11 thing start? Um, well, I think it was when I wrote the show give item function and I made it so if you got 11 of a thing it said it's ridiculous it's not even funny because you're, you're not going to go back farther than that where it's like the first time somebody had more than 10 of something uh, well sure yeah. <laughs> they, had to, they had to figure out so, what to call it so in high school Doc Galactic loaned me a cassette tape of the album Escape from Noise uh, by the band Negative Land and it had a track on it called Time Zones where a guy uh it, it's it's like a political call-in show where somebody is talking about Russia and uh, the Soviet Union and his dialogue is sampled together into just this weird repeated nonsense but he's talking about how there are 11 time zones in the Soviet Union that's how big they are and and how that's it's ridiculous it's not even funny and so I thought that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then was, every time somebody said 11. Was he in high school? Uh, I don't remember. That might have been a that might have been a post internet. Okay. Uh, 
which for him would have been when he got to college. Okay. Um, these are this. This was in the days when the internet wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, like, if you were on the internet, people were like, "What? What's that?" <laughs> you weren't mm-hmm. allowed to say they, because of security clearance. They really were. You you would say, "Ah, oh, the internet," and people would say, "What's that, you nerd?" <laughs> and I'll say, "No, seriously. Like, I could find the lyrics to any song you want. Just uh, like I'll know all of the special moves for Mortal Kombat Two, <laughs> and I'll print them out and bring them to the arcade, and everybody will be happy." Because um, not everybody could do that. Yeah. So that's another instance where you could have used your power for personal gain, and you didn't. You just you shared the joy. Well, I did use it for personal gain because it made the it made people like me uh, which was okay. a was a net increase in happiness for me okay yeah. you could have had people dislike you extra by being able to beat them soundly as any character that's true i don't know if giving items was where the first place that i you'd made 11 nothing yeah because th- there weren't a lot of times where you would get 11 of an item right like so it might have been stats or meat did did you immediately skip 13s in everything that you did? No. Did you go back and destroy 13s? I think there is an item number 13, isn't there? Well, I mean, there's a there's a there's item an item called item 13. 13 yeah, but I, maybe there's not. Maybe there is no item that's actually item ID 13. There's an there's an effect ID 13. That like I didn't. You didn't I, go nuts with that. No, it's I, and I probably didn't think of it until later either. Uh, Supernova Me says, "Is there anything like the Rainbow Pearl hidden somewhere in the Space Gate?" There is, there is not, and and uh, as I said, I'm I'm sad. Uh, Supernova I have Me an also, idea. do you? Hide, we can hide things in the Space Gate. Okay, all right. But, uh, you know what? I would I would love it if you built something into there. Like it would be totally fine. Like especially if it was a thing where like these certain planets have a chance of this encounter occurring. Because that could have always been true. That's true. Right? It doesn't actually change anything about... <clears throat> yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you know how this video game works. So, like, you could add arbitrarily complicated stuff, and I would love it if you did. I would love it if you... I would love it if you put some kind of some kind of cool puzz. <laughs> Don't you wish that you would pick the name Cool Puzz instead of yeah, Hot Stuff? I do. It's like a different end of the temperature spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Both, they, both, they still both have... Uh, some double letters. Yeah, a U and a, a U yeah. followed by a double consonant. Yeah, it's, um, it's same it's same number of letters. Mm-hmm. Just divide the syllables are divided up a little differently. Right. Yeah. Could just change your name to Cool Puzz. <laughs> Riff, what do you wish you had picked as a name? Gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm good with Riff, considering that I also kind of picked that. So it all all what? already sort of happened. <laughs> What if instead of being named Riff, you were named Bert? Bert? Uh, I don't know. That's weird. If I had just been Puzz, it's short for four-letter name. Bertholomew. <laughs> yeah, Bert with a U or an E. With a U. Yeah, like Bert's Bert's. Bert. I feel Bert, like you, Bert, Bert with a U Bert is more evocative of like Bert Bacharach or Bert Reynolds or yeah, Bert, Bert Convy Reynolds. or Bert That's Ward. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, R- rather than uh, Bert with an E, like, which is like Bert like Bert and Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Are there yeah, any yeah. other Berts with an E? Well, it's Albert, right? It's short for Albert. Is no. it? Oh, is it? Huh. Right. I thought maybe I it was like Bertrand yeah, or Bertholomew. Albertrand. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't know that Albert. Albert is short for Albertrand, <laughs> and then Bert is short for Albert. Well, and then then that person's child is Albert's son. Okay, and then he opens a grocery store. Exactly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then Albert's son's son is named Eddie Basha, <laughs> and then and then they they go to war with uh, the neighboring people and become their ruler, the the king of the supers. And then is King Super? A, King Supers is. A, I see. A, okay. Oh, okay. oh wow, that's like I guess that's just like not a not a thing everybody everywhere. So you, was that in Boston? No, it was Colorado. Oh, uh, it might not even be around anymore. Who knows? Safeway is pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah, I think so. Not East. I think Safeway doesn't really exist in the East. Star Markets. Mm, no, those are here, Boston. Here it's all. What Fred about Boston Myers. Market? Shaw's. 
No. Where so Kroger's? Gro- there was Kroger's, a Kroger, Kroger back where I at a Kroger in Illinois, and there was an IGA, and there was a there was Big John's, but I don't even think Big John's was a chain. I've never heard of that one. Okay. We it had, had a big giant like a John. <laughs> a giant it had a big John. Yeah. It had no, it had like there was a man, like a stat like a Paul Bunyan statue okay. of a man standing out in front of it, uh like eh, twenty feet tall, maybe. Blue uh, the ox? There was no ox. Okay. Um it was it was a thing that as a kid I always associated with that big statue of Paul Bunyan. Um but he was just holding grocery bags instead of an axe. I guess the grocery bags might have contained an axe. <laughs> or a or a dead uh, oh, ox. an ox, like an ox tail, a, yeah. fl- a haunch of ox, mm-hmm. an ox flank. Just sticking out the top is, of the bag like a baguette. Is ox tail mostly meat? Is it? I, Question mark? I've had ox tail, and I feel like it's vertebrae with some meat on them. Okay. Right? I don't know. Riff? Don't, Riff, you're the ox pert. What? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oxpert was Neil Pert's uh, <laughs> oafish older brother. P U R T or P E R T? Short for Herb Alpert. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, N- Pert was P E A R T. Pert. Isn't that? Isn't Neil? Yeah, Neil Pert is P E A R T. Yeah. That's parody. Parody. Yeah. It's like a party where you have pears. <laughs> and everyone's invited. <laughs> There's a party in my pears, and everyone's invited. <laughs> uh, Supernova Me says, Is there any chance that uh, there may someday be something like the Space Gate where we can donate a Mr. A and get a planet named after us? Maybe even make it slightly customizable, like requesting intelligent life or advanced animal life or spants. Then everybody could visit our planet and we could feel cool. I would love a planet Colnova. Thanks. Uh, that would be cool, actually, if there was a... If we did a, a like sort of coordinate based open yeah. world thing like that, and we just let people place things for meat, probably you know, huh? I mean, we had talked about we had this you idea could for like an a entire planet for like a hundred million meat, and then you could place individual things on planets for smaller amounts of meat. Oh, hmm. <clears throat> I was imagining that this would be like we could maybe expand someday on that because we build the planet out of meat. We had tossed around the idea of that clan sandbox yeah which was just gonna be like a weird open worldy kind of thing it but was we... gonna be a thing where you, you could visit other clans sandboxes it wasn't like it was potentially gonna be the clan warfare thing. yeah I, I feel like it got it kept getting like weird scope Creep. issues attached to it that that's why we never really ended up with a design for it and I, and I, or you know it was like one of those things that it's like well this how do we make this an item of the month? Well, we don't probably right. really. Oh, like, yeah, it guess... should just be something other than... Because, I mean, I think we were thinking of it as a VIP item to right. start with, and that just began to make less and less sense. Yeah. But if, I mean, if there was just a sandbox and you could just put things at coordinates on the sandbox and then you could just, like, go into... Like, if it was just a, kind of a zone like that people could dig. customize. Yeah. Yeah, Littles would dig it because... Um, they, they seem really good-natured about yep. stuff, and they probably haven't played any video games because they're from the 80s. They excavate with thimbles and stuff. Yeah. That'd be great. Data Vortex says, Is there some kind of vaguely complete list of podcasts where y'all have appeared as guests? Hmm. Uh, Not recently. I mean, probably the, anna- the announcements archive is... I mean... Fairly comprehensive, although I think Riff and I have both done some lately that we just haven't bothered telling anyone about. And there, I don't know if you consider like all the interviews at PAX because I think some of those went out as audio f- formats, but I don't know if they were podcasts. Yeah, like that. There's that one that does the like does the audio interview and then turns it around and puts it and like posts it within an hour, mm. which is weird. I don't think they ever told us about that though. Locked Lunatic writes, can you update the remaining shops with the new interface? The gift shop and player shops immediately come to mind, and a quick look through some shops also showed the Bounty Hunter Hunter interface to be the old one. The Bounty Hunter Hunter is a weird, different one than either the old one or the new one because it was like, it has multiple things going on on the same page. Um, Isn't the gift shop also weird? Yeah, but it wouldn't have to be. The interface for sending items in a package is a different script and would continue to have to be a different script right. but yeah the gift shop itself would just just have to have 
ascension conditionals on okay. on stuff. Um, player stores definitely can't work like that because there's an entirely different structure on the back end that they're they're going for. I mean, we could certainly update the UI to make it like the button to buy a thing and right click the button to specify a quantity and that kind of thing that I think is just better. Um, Supernova me says next April fools. It might be funny to create a fake familiar with massive crazy abilities that can get spaded by finding it through the doppel shifter that everyone would be all excited. And you could say April fools and let out a brick familiar later then say April fools again and then let out a non familiar item of the month. Fun. Yeah. That's true. Huh. Deus Ex Machina says, the item Terrible Poem from the Haiku Dungeon is listed as five syllables. To me, it's four. Poem is one word, like home. How do you pronounce poem? I pronounce it as two poem. syllables, absolutely. Yeah. Poem. Poem. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've poem. definitely heard people say poem, but I think that that's... Poem, poem on the range. Pwned, pwned on the range. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Riff? Yeah. Uh, You're the I one with a lot of opinions. On... I think three... I think I think it's poet poem poem a poem a poemer is a guy who writes poems. Yeah. Oh, that's true. A poemeress is a woman who writes poems. A poet I guess poetess is a word. Yeah, probably. It's only one syllable though. It's but it's poetess. But yeah. Poets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess poets is one syllable, right? Totes. Totes. <laughs> Totes, potes. So wait, POTUS is Donald Trump. <laughs> God damn it! But also a female poet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Donald Trump is a female poet, and he doesn't yeah. know mm-hmm. it. Sexy Fork says, "Hey, Jake and Co. I wanted to thank you for this amazing challenge path once again. I'm curious why you got rid of the fizzy invigorating tonic at Doc Galactic's medicine show. I always liked that I could get the exact amount of MP for a flat rate predictably. Maybe that's why you hated about it. And as a peddler of tonics, wouldn't he be interested in my last 17 meat thoughts? Anyway, thanks for the great game, Sexy Fork. P.S. I'd like a spooky Spookloween name if you guys have it in you. Let's see, Sexy Fork. In the eye, Scary Fork. Sexy Devil's Pitch Fork. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, I got rid of it so that Doc Galactic could move to the new shop interface, I think, but then... I don't remember. But then I thought we didn't. I thought I added something like that back in. Or or we just like determined that really not very many people were using it, and it just wasn't a big deal to get rid of, because yeah. MP scarcity is not a thing like it used to be anymore. We, and we did something like post-quest his rates are as good or better than that or something for full heals I think I forget how that all plays out yeah he gives you a discount on stuff as your reward and I think that maybe there I just gave him an item that was an MP yeah I gave him an item that was an MP restorer that was slightly more expensive than the old on tap until you've done the quest and then it's slightly cheaper because I knew you'd never do the quest but yeah I mean I guess being able to get the exact right number of MP for a fixed amount of meat was satisfying in a way that drinking a thing that might be wasted because it's overfilling you. I mean, I think the way that I deal with that in games is to just like never really top off with with consumables. Right. Right. I'll only use them if I know I'm going to get the full benefit out of them, which is like a decision and a gameplay choice to make, but maybe it's not a fun one. Dark Galaxy Potato says, hi guys, any thoughts on the new YouTube TV service? Uh, my thoughts are, What? I don't know what that is. I think they have, like, actual TV stations on YouTube now. Oh, that are just broadcasting something all the time? I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, that seems like a regression to back when you couldn't yeah. just watch whatever you wanted all the time. But, I mean, Twitch is a thing. Is YouTube no. just trying to compete with Twitch? I don't know. I think they've always been fighting for the same eyeballs. I mean, it depends on if, if the YouTube stations are as specific as Twitch. Because, like, Twitch isn't like an old-school TV station in that it's more like a a single program that's running 12 or 24 hours a day or however often that streamer streams, right? Twitch? Twitch is. Well, it's also just like live TV that you can... 
Yeah, it's like public. It's like public access right. if everyone was allowed twenty four access, twenty four hour access right. to the public access. Because yeah. the different because network the problem with network TV was you didn't get to pick when the show you wanted to watch was on. But with that Twitch, was the only problem with network TV. Well, that's the problem I'm talking about. The, okay. the but but with Twitch, I mean, that so they long were constantly as, showing interracial marriage. <laughs> so long as you, so long as your guy is streaming. That's the show you want to watch, right? So it's, well, it's not. What as if you I mean, maybe what? Yeah, what if you want to watch him a different game? Play, yeah, you know, or do fight a different boss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. But I don't know. I mean, I guess if what people are getting out of watching gaming streamers are like just like, oh, I just want to get some of that cool, cool PewDiePie personality, and I don't care what he's playing mm. or who he's swastika. I just want to. I just love him. I just love him to pieces. <laughs> then yeah, you're just gonna go turn turn to him no matter what time it is. But I mean, surely people go through and watch like archived PewDiePie videos, right? Probably. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I watched. I watch archived Lobos Junior streams. Because, yeah, because like you say, he plays different games and different types of runs of particular games. So I guess that is the thing. Is it archive or archive? Uh, that's for potatoes. Okay. The archive is in charge of the other ives. I see. Um, and in Skyrim, you eventually become the archive. The archive, yeah. yeah. Once, you've, once, you've, um... once you murder the burl. Yes. Greg says, Hi, Jake Riffin Hot Stuff. I've heard you in the past talking about making limoncello, and I've decided to try my hand at it. Care to share your recipe, ingredients, steps, etc.? Any secret tips you learned? Thanks for the help. Step one, have a lemon tree in your backyard that makes delicious lemons. Yeah. I think we. I think that lemon tree that's in my backyard in Arizona is a Meyer lemon tree. It has since collapsed and does not produce nearly as many lemons as it used to because it lost most of its mass in a storm. Um, is it Meyer lemons? I think so. Hmm. I think it's Meyer lemons because cool. I think that's just the kind of when when you get Meyer lemons at a grocery store, like the expensive lemons, they smell like the lemons the from my tree. Okay. Um, and if you were planting a lemon tree, why wouldn't you plant the expensive kind? Mm-hmm. You know, because it like it's really multiplicative value there. Uh, we used a microplane grater to zest the lemons. Yeah, so I forget. Just, I forget the, the actual like, so you get Just the zest, none of the pith, which is important. Uh, and we got a lot of it, and then we would put that, and we used Sky Vodka, but I don't know that that was important. Um, Something we, that dramatically improved our process was buying a huh, toddy, huh, yeah. uh, like a cold brew coffee kit, and using that to filter, like because it comes with these filters, and the the toddy vessel itself is basically like a big funnel that will sit on top of a jar jar so you can you can filter it by just pouring it in and then walking away and doing something else as opposed to having to like very carefully pour it through coffee filters filters, in a in a funnel which is what we did to begin with so that was very much worth spending like i mean you could probably get the exact same object for much cheaper if you didn't just buy an actual branded toddy filter but it's just so handy the filters are it's just perfectly sized to and like that comes with these filters although with when you're making limoncello, it's basically a one use. Yeah, thing. you really burn through a lot of the filters. Um, but yeah, that was just that was just such a huge quality of life improvement. Yeah. Um, the longer you let stuff sit at each stage, the more sort of mellow it's it's gonna get. Well, it gets um, more flavor the longer you let it sit with with the, the, with with the, the pith in it. Yeah, with the zest in it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then the longer you let it sit with just sugar, the more it kind of calms calms the, the the like tang of the ethanol sort of calms down yeah i've got some time. that's a couple years old now and it's really smooth i am um, i made it with everclear instead of vodka because i sort of wanted it to be doing something <laughs> um that definitely does not taste as good um, but it definitely does something yeah well it's just i mean it ends up being like you know 100 proof as opposed to right 50 proof so uh, yeah, so, anyway. yeah. So then we would mix, we'd mix the vodka, the like flavored vodka with simple syrup, uh, and that we would do in sort of different ratios depending on what we were looking for in terms of sweetness. And simple syrup was just one to one sugar and water, heated heated until it became a syrup. Uh, and then yeah, you just let that sit for a while, and then you 
filter that one more time, I think, before you bottle it, if I recall. Yeah. Just to get all the sediment out. Yeah. And it still has sediment in it. I mean, once you leave it sitting for a year, it ends up with with some crap in it just that collects. But it's fine. It doesn't hurt you. Well, we assume. So one disadvantage of this whole process is I don't really like limoncello that much. Like, it's fun to make and it's fun to, like, you know, like, labor at something in the kitchen with my buddy Kevin and, like, have a thing that, like, you know, our moms enjoy drinking or whatever. Kevin enjoys it. But I, I just... I'd rather have whiskey. We probably have some whiskey cherries somewhere hidden away. Oof, they're that are still like 15 years old at this point or whatever. We oh. ended up like not, we ended up learning something. Brandy sort of cherries are much better. Wrong there. Yeah. Well, and that, that like when you put cherries, when you soak whiskey, when you soak cherries in whiskey, you're not making good cherries. You're just making good whiskey. So like the part that we thought we were going to throw away turned out to be the good part. Yeah, and the part the we thought was really going to be cherries were terrible. But the brandy cherries are pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Also, like you think oh, I'll leave this soaking for a year and it'll be great. Like nope, just do it for like a like a month and that's what you want. I still think we probably have some of those around. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that in just my cabinet somewhere yeah. there's yeah, jars with stuff that it's, I wonder what that would be like man now. i don't even know man we should maybe try this, check it like, out when this, we go back to arizona this next time this uh this this brandy tastes like vladimir lenin's asshole <laughs> so that's a that's a good solve for the joke for people who <laughs> we had talked about uh opening a bar someday and then every day Filling. Or like every month or something, putting putting some away. Well, yeah, yeah like whatever. What basically, like depending on what our throw throughput was, like making a, a whiskey cherry jar, and then having those on the bar for patrons. We like we take one down, we make a new one. You take one down, pass it around, <clears throat> yeah. and then there would be one fewer bottle of whiskey with cherries. You'd have, or you'd have like three hundred sixty-five of them around the 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 roof rack. Okay. This bar was going to be in a Volkswagen van. Yeah, it was a mobile bar. Um, <laughs> this it was one of those pedal. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Pedal bars. Yeah, except instead of pedaling it, uh, each person in the back is responsible for pouring a tiny amount of like fryer grease into it. Cause, oh right, because it's uh, biofuel. Yeah, Riff, are you in? We, we're looking for investors. You get in on the ground floor uh. of our bar that does not have a ground floor because it is not a building. But, I mean, it also means that you can like take people to their houses if they get drunk yeah okay uh the bartender's not allowed to drink because he's driving right and you're you're i think while you're on the road you're technically in international waters so you don't actually know laws apply <laughs> oh yeah the whole thing we put like a big like a kiddie pool in the back and you yeah. stand in it and then you're you're yeah. you can just commit crimes with impunity <laughs> Man, the first time somebody the first time somebody invents a movable ocean Ooh. where like just civilization is over. There's no there's no laws in space either, now that I think about it. You could just shoot mm. someone from space. I mean there's the laws of physics. Well, right, but you can still shoot someone with physics. That's true. I think you can only shoot someone with <laughs> physics. <laughs> so you if you just get a gun and go to space and then shoot somebody back on Earth, I think you have not committed murder. Would a gun work? In space, why I th- wouldn't it? Work I in guess space? that it because there's no oxygen. Yeah, for, does, right. does it need to burn though? There's no oxygen. It does. The yeah, powder needs to burn. Yeah. To so you need but the there's no oxygen inside. I mean, is there oxygen inside the cartridge? There must be. Would it still be there if you took the cartridge into, into space? Probably, yeah, probably. that's a, that's a great question. We should take so when we get to. Do some space tourism. Let's take some guns. Oh yeah, we'll smuggle, we'll smuggle some guns. <clears throat> and then you're like, "Excuse me, guys, I got to step outside for a second. Okay, yeah, just fire off a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So then the question is, if you did fire a bullet like straight down, would the bullet ever reach the ground? Mm, I don't know. Mm, would it, or would the bullet just the, the bullet would just stand still and you would fly backwards oh, with all the that, force of that's the? That's also true. If the bullet weighed like a thousand pounds, sure. Well, but I mean, I don't know how much a bullet weighs in space, and neither do you, Mister Smarty Pants. So don't even pretend like you anything. do. It's weightless. <laughs> well, so then it's like when you shoot it, it's like nature decides to divide by zero, and it's like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you just get rocketing. Yeah, off. you you suddenly get infinite velocity. 
So and then you then you become light, God. We solve faster than light travel. You just yep. have a bunch of guns. Yeah, just guns. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be wearing a helmet uh, to say yeehaw inside of. <laughs> so, so that's how fire. That's how the engines in Firefly must have worked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're just little Yosemite Sams in the back, <laughs> just fire, firing guns at them. Oh, that's what Steppenwolf was talking about when they said fire all of the guns at once and explode into space. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come with me on a magic carpet ride. Mm. Hi, KOL gang, says Greg. Just wondering if you have any plans to put out West of Loathing for pre-order. I'd love to get a few copies for friends ahead of the release. Keep up the good work. I do not believe so. I think that we've settled on a fairly traditional Steam launch with one weird trick invented by a mom yeah yeah uh yeah well you can still get it for other people you'll just get it on the day of launch yeah it so Mm -hmm. like we're we're trying to actually see if we can chart the game uh because it, it it's a slim chance of us being able to like hit the top sellers chart on steam but if we do it's a pretty big deal in terms of like just getting attention. Yeah, tens of millions of additional eyes on it on launch day, which is potentially huge. Um, and the way that that stuff works, pre-orders really work against you, and like early access yeah. really works against you, and all sorts of things that we would otherwise consider doing. Like it all, yeah. I mean, and this is you know having different versions works against you. Yeah, you basically just have to have one thing that you sell. It's. There's a bunch of weird restrictions that we didn't even think about a long time ago that we've kind of come to accept. Yeah, as, as we've talked to more people who've sold games on Steam. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry. No uh, no pre-orders. You can pre-order in your heart. Moose Blaster says, is the Time Twitching Tower going to be back soon? When is West of Loathing coming out? Will you please make more moose-themed items? Will I control my excitement? Probably not. Less than three. Um, can you eat it? <laughs> Time Twitching Tower will be back not soon, soon, but I, what I anticipate will happen is that when West of Loathing releases, after like a month of scrambling to like finish things we didn't realize launched unfinished and fix bugs and deal with support tickets and stuff, that we will probably start working on KOL more just yeah. as a like change of pace. Like it'll be fun to just like get back to something that's sort of lower stakes, which is weird or because higher stakes in some ways. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, and it also depends. I mean, if, if West of Loathing sells well enough for us to like make some DLC over the next year or two, that would be fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, but that would also be at a much more relaxed pace. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it is weird. And I think that this bears out when you look at things like Bethesda games, like you're never as good at working on a game as you are the very last minute that you're working on it. And it seems, it seems dumb to like not take advantage of that, like sort of institutional knowledge to just make some more stuff. And because like if, if this game sells, at all the we can just make other games in the engine which is so yeah exciting. yeah but i i think that if, if it sells well enough that we like to decide that all right we can just we can keep the whole band together and and just this is what we're going to be able to do for the next few years i do think that spending like a year figuring out what the next game is going to be before we start working on the next game is and in that year we work on KOL a lot we do DLC for West of Loathing right we're not like not working it's like not like a just a year of pre-production but like really like figure out what is going to be good and I mean you know you prototype stuff or you you know you like figure out what we want to do like because it'll be you know it's tempting to just say, ah, you know, it's the next one's the the Lovecraftian horror one or whatever. The next one's the, the next one's like post apocalyptic. The next one's like Flash Gordon, or whatever. Because like anything sounds fun, but like the more time we spend talking about those ideas, mm-hmm. the more we'll have an idea of like what kinds of games those are, and like sure. committing to working on one for a year or two is 
the the thing that I would caution there is uh, animation takes s- significant time. Yeah. So like if you could decide on something and just start producing art assets. There to needs to animated. always be something for Wes to do, yeah. right? But like, you know, we probably aren't going to change what humans look like in this engine. And so more animations for humans to run is always a thing that sure. can be done, right? That's true. Like more, you know, and if we're like like more models with replaceable parts and animations for them to play and stuff like that. Like sure. it's, the, you know, the, it's not hard to create a situation. It's not hard to create work for Wes that can be valuable. <laughs> Just billions of different ways to walk mm-hmm. from one yeah. point to another. Wes, animate this guy digging a hole and then filling the hole back in. Yeah. <laughs> now delete that animation and then do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Animate this guy shaking a bush. <laughs> Animate this guy eating an egg. <laughs> now animate this guy eating 50 eggs. Yeah. I don't think I can do that, boss. <laughs> uh, the Erosion Seeker says, Greetings, gents. Today I got a yummy tummy bean from Gingerbread City. I accidentally used it thanks to fuzzy chat command matching, and I got bumped to 15 out of 14 drunkenness. Following a series of other dumb moves, my sinking in this mistake quicksand just made it way worse. This brings me to the question, which you guys is a... Uh, what is you guys' opinions on random over drunkenness, like from the Yummy Tummy Beans or Dungeons of Doom potions or 668 scrolls? Do these things occupy the same niche of ancient and disproportionately mean things as, say, 100 turns of negative 50% stats goofballs withdrawal or the old pyramid and rats that reset your progress or the old minus three adventure hidden city altars? Does the fact that these three things can be used to grief new players into drunken stupors affect how you feel about them? Is it If it's okay to, sorry, it's okay to laugh at my misfortune, I won't cry for very long. We, we've Decoy. made a wide variety of objects that can resolve that problem, though. If, if you're in, yeah, if you're though in not, and it's tougher. The things that can, the things that can randomly give you. I mean, we definitely like took that feature away from zones, yeah. right? And would not ever, right. would not ever, we would not make an item that did that now. And I don't, yeah, I don't think so. If you knew that it was a possibility. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I think those things are those items are very very common, and a new player does not know that they are a possibility. And the the punishment is like you know you you eat one of these, and it's just like if the die roll comes up six, you don't get to play anymore today. A brand new player, don't we give you some thing to reduce your drunkenness? We give you one like get out of drunk for free, and yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, but the thing is, I I do. We want to be careful to communicate to players that it's safe to dick around with things. Right. And that that works against that a little bit. <clears throat> That's true. Um, so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know that I would, like, go on a crusade to purge the game of stuff like that, but I wouldn't make something new that did it now. And if it's like, if I, I don't know, if I was in the right kind of mood when I heard an anecdote about somebody having a bad time because of it, I might just go on and say, like, okay, this can't happen anymore. Um, the idea of people using it to troll new players, I think that's seems like not super common. I, like our yeah. community, our community is uh, like it's nicer than that. Well, the individuals are not necessarily. No. A uh, fig bucket says, "Hey there, a new organ was discovered a while ago. The mesentery. It's easily as funny as the spleen. Can it become a part we can fumble onto, etc.? Oh, maybe it's like a fourth brand of yeah, consumables. What, what is it?" It sounds know. like dysentery. Just messy. That word dysentery comes from yeah. It's like dysentery, uh, but it's like all around your room. <laughs> yep. Turtlegoist says, "I'm really impressed by the scientific knowledge you put into writing the gelatinous noob skills. Can you help settle the question of whether fig jam is a Newtonian or non-Newtonian fluid?" <laughs> you know, that was a lot of uh, very very shallow Wikipedia dives, so I would not <laughs> yeah. be too impressed with it. Um, a lot of it was just like, fuck, I need five things that are about your sense of balance or like five parts of the body or systems that are related to fear or like (laughs) just trying to come up with multiple versions of all of those things and like rank them by importance is like, fuck, I really have to, I really have to read a lot about human anatomy (laughs) to, to like even just figure out what they are. And then it's like, "Eh, I can make up some. It's like not, 
entirely inaccurate. But that's the but that's the great that's, thing about working on this game is all all the the weird little bits of nonsense research you end up having to do for the sake of verisimilitude. Like like yeah, when and I just, had to listen you know, to Cheech and Chong albums. <laughs> for... Right. Ah, uh, man. Um. Mm-hmm. Hi, gang, says Snaz. Occasionally you'll read a comment that was submitted by players who met over KOL and subsequently got married. When was the first time that happened? Have any of those KOL marriages produced children that are now KOL players? When will the first KOL baby be oh, able wow. to vote? I, you know... KOL players. It's it's possible. I'm sure that there are some babies that were were made from unions that formed in KOL... 10 years ago, 12 years ago yeah. that are now, you know, K-O-L middle K-O-L. middle school aged. But I don't know. I mean, I think the likelihood of a 10-year-old kid in 2017 wanting to play the game that his parents Met. talk about a lot and thinking that that's cool is pretty slim. But so let's if it was 2000 let's say 2004 let's say some people met in 2004 had a kid so the kid's 13 mm-hmm. the chances that they're going to find the game on their own is pretty low yeah and the the resistance I don't know five so they'll be able to vote in five years so they'll be they'll be able to vote uh, in the in the election that happens at the end of Trump's eighth year. So what we need need now is for two people who were born because of KOL to meet and then have (laughs) a kid. Oh, so we can have a second order like responsibility. I think that's when you I think that's when you have officially made it, as they say. Okay. when you're responsible for grandkids. Hi, Sam says Phil. I know it's a way off, but could we get some sort of Halloween foam dome thing for putting avatar potions in so we can get a different avatar after each fight? I still like using the red and green face paints to keep my avatar flashing as I adventure, so something similar-ish for avatar potions would be great. Thanks, Phil. Foam. Yeah, what is a foam yeah, dome? But... Is a foam dome a beer helmet? Is that like one of those helmets with beer cans on it? Oh, so like a thing that allows okay. you to automatically consume a random... Hmm. Avatar potion. I man, I really wish that those worked differently. <clears throat> it this the shitty thing now is that getting rid of that would would also be getting rid off. of a lot of content. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, because there are people collect the individual items because there's a lot of their items. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, giving them all like changing their names to all be oh god avatar item colon They're, whatever they have their it own is own inventory section right so yeah the thing that i don't niche. like about them is that i will see one and i, I will think oh what's that cool thing that i don't remember what it does and you then it's just, just a parentheses f- after it avatar fucking avatar cha- yeah yeah fucking avatar fucking avatar changing item god damn it yeah i mean maybe just some output in give item that's like Unlocked by Monster Manuel. Yeah. That actually... That's better. That's real easy and actually almost entirely solves the problem that I have with the whole thing. Supernovami says, It would be funny if you made a challenge path where the council decides to set up a wall to block illegal immigrants from the kingdom of loving who are coming into loathing to try to clean it up and get rid of the drugs and crime and sex and take those away from us. That's pretty funny. Um, I had definitely thought about doing something like that with a border wall in border town. We still might. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, there's, some, there's some stuff that's percolating. Deus Ex Machina says, Will West of Loathing have any cats? Any dogs? Will the number of cats outnumber the number of dogs? We should probably add cats and, add dogs. Cats and dogs. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because that's be just a, cool little things. We would just on. have them. Yeah, yeah, the trouble is drawing cats and dogs. Just draw some cats. Oh, oh, is that all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then draw parts of cats. Animating a cat like I don't hmm it's tricky I mean I'm sure Wes can do it yeah wouldn't really consist of 
much art, honestly. Yeah. You know, cool doing do skins, so you got a different colored cat. Yeah, doing a black one would be much easier because then it just wouldn't right. matter if the things things overlapped. Like like it's it was easier to animate the black horse. But then it would also be bad. Luck. It would be a black cat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that there should be there should be a dog, there should be a dog you can pet. You know, so often is because I have a black cat and it's constantly crossing in front of my path. Okay. Yeah. And it's constantly knocking over uh, cans of medical waste <laughs> that, <laughs> that then aerosolize and go into your... Riff, do you have any pets of any kind at this point? Nope. Okay. You never have, have you, since we've known you? Uh, nope, just like... I mean, Jim had a cat. Yeah, and like, the not since you know me, but the there were cats in my parents' house. I had I had this vision of you potentially installing like a crazy hamster tube. Yeah, I have been kind of nice. I, I I have been kind of thinking about extending part of this desk surface and building an elaborate guinea pig hutch or something like that. But I haven't got around to it. Hamsters are surprisingly fun. Yeah, yeah. How how so? Just put it in a ball, runs around. Okay, they're. They're cute, and they're, like, weirdly friendly and not, like, scared of people. Okay. Don't they Don't they bite you and stuff? No, they can't, really. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, and, like, yeah, you get to make a little... Also, you can make an elaborate maze for them, and they will actually play in it. Like, it's they're, like, the opposite of a cat in that regard, <laughs> where, like, you can think... You can imagine how, like, the coolest thing in the world, if you were a cat... Like, you know, would be like some giant elaborate cat tree thing that you could leap around on or whatever. And then your cat just doesn't fucking care about it at all. Which is almost always what happens. Okay. Not all the time. Not 100% of the time. But a cat's like, you know, it's like people complaining about kids. Like, oh, I bought him this $400 toy and he plays with the box. Cats, like, like when they're out in the wild, they go through tunnels and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think they just want it. They, they want the thrill of discovery the same as humans. And if, if you just prevent... Pre- pre- produce this thing. Yeah, and hamsters are probably just too stupid, so they're like, ooh, where does this go? Ooh, where does this go? <laughs> or you could reconfigure it all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should go eat a pizza. Okay. Did you order a pizza? I did. Good. I, it's probably not here yet. Well, that sucks, and I'm sad now. Because I told them to come on Thursday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you ordered negative one pizza, so it's going to show up today. Yay. <laughs> so if you order two pizzas, it come up. you have to order it on Tuesday, get it there on Thursday. Um, well, that's complicated. Yeah, no. Zero pizzas? I, Zero mm. pizzas arrives day of. Okay. Negative one is day before. One pizza arrives tomorrow. <laughs> All right. We've, we've cracked the code, everybody. Riff, how many pizzas are you going to eat for dinner? Oh, probably none. Okay. Yay. So that happens today. <laughs> oh, right. Good. All right, guys. Thanks for doing a Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me. Um, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thank Good. you for listening. Good night.